blame the school systems that your kids are going to for what they're doing. And you need to start blaming yourself, taking more accountability for yourself. As a parent, what is your job? And not that it's a job, but as a parent, you're to protect, provide, love, and the list can go on to things that you're supposed to do for your child. You need to be invested in their education. You need to be invested in their lives. And you need to know what's going on while they're living under your roof. And so if you're still sending your kids to the schools that are still mandating mass they're pumping critical race theory, all this transgender stuff, this sexual identity type stuff. They're pushing that hard in the classrooms, and you know it, it's your fault. Because you're still sending them. It's your fault, period. Nobody else's. If you aren't sure if you're sending your kids to a school that is pumping this stuff in your kids' ears and implanted in their brains. You need to do some research. You need to do some research and figure it out. Because I can tell you, all 50 states aren't teaching, well, sometimes it's what they're not teaching. But all 50 states have their way of pumping this bullcrap into your child's ear. All of the 50 states' education departments. And so you need to go look at your, wherever you live. Wherever you live, go look at the, uh, the K-12 through curriculum. Or the standards, whatever they want to call it in your state. And then do the same thing at the district level, whatever school district your child's in. And if you're saying to yourself, no, not not ours, not ours, go look again. And look past, look past all the wordsmithing, how they word things. And as you're going through that, and you read something, and it kind of makes you pause for a second makes you think for just a half second like hmm, that doesn't look right or I don't know what that really if it's something that you don't know what it means that means they're pumping something in your kid's mind that you don't agree with because it should be outlined for you in a way where anybody who reads it understands it so if it looks just a little too good but yet you don't kind of understand what that means Do more research. Start asking questions. Go to the board. Go to the principal. Hey, what does this mean? I want you to tell me exactly what this means. Just don't assume 
that it's not happening at your schools, your school district, or in your state. Now, why am I bringing this to light? Well, there's a bunch of reasons I could. But in California, I believe the school's Weaver Elementary, they just had a science camp there, an overnight science camp. And it is known now that at this camp, there were male teachers, male teachers that slept in the same cabins as the 9 and 10 year old female campers. And it was permitted because those male teachers identified their pro, they identified their pronouns were they, them. So it was allowed. And you know what? Absolutely it's wrong. It's it's filth. It's terrible. Because anyone who feels the need to be called by their pronouns, they're a sick and twisted individual, and they don't know it. They're sick and they're twisted. And these male teachers that slept in these cabins are disgusting. They're pure filth. But this is allowed in the state of California and in other school districts. Now, the problem that I have is that when the kids got back from camp, the kids were asking a bunch of questions about gender identity and pronouns. They, they probably know more about it than I do. I don't know much about it, and I don't want to know about it. I, I know that it's sick, and I know that it's toxic, and I know that it's destroying our country. But that's when the parents go to the school, go to the board, bring it to light. It's too late already then. The damage has been done. The, the teachers have already slept in the same cabins as the students. And the parents aren't accusing the male teachers of anything inappropriate happening other than the fact that they slept in the same cabin. They're not accusing them of that. They don't want to go, I, why not? I would. I would accuse them of absolutely anything and everything. They shouldn't have been in the same cabin. They shouldn't have been pumping the gender identity sexual bullshit in these kids' brains on that science camp trip. I am, But I'm willing to bet that these parents, they've known that this stuff has been going on at, in that school district. They know... And they haven't done anything about it, but they waited till something this extreme happened to go to the school, to go to the board, to go to the news. And in my opinion, that's a lousy parent. You put your kid in an environment where they could have been abused verbally, physically, sexually, whatever it is. You name it. They put their kid... In an environment and in a situation that could have been extremely harmful to them. Now it was harmful in the fact that what they were what they were lecturing to these kids about in this science camp trip. Because it sure doesn't sound like they were talking about, you know, well they were talking about what they what they what they were what they think biology is. 
but it's time to start blaming the parents. You've got to look at your. You've got to start being. You've got to start being more accountable for letting your kids go to these schools and attend these and, and attend these schools on a daily basis and sit in front of these teachers for six, seven, eight hours a day. You've got to be more accountable. You've got to quit sending them. If it's against anything that you believe in, and that you're, don't send them. And there's no excuses for sending them. There's no excuse at all. Well, I've got to go to work. I've got to do... No, that's not an excuse anymore. It never was an excuse. And I believe it's as every bit as dangerous as the people that are doing this to the kids. And my mind won't change on that. You need to be more invested. You need to, You should have taken action earlier. But you need to pull your kids from these schools. The transgender sexual identity, pronoun, cisgender, all this stuff. It is destroying. It is destroying our country. It is going to destroy families. It's already destroying families. It is filthy and it's toxic and that's why the communists use it. That's exactly why they're using these groups of people. They're using them to destroy our country and to destroy your family. And you continue to comply by sending your kids off to these indoctrination schools. definition, what do you think communism is? I'm going to be 100% honest. When I was in high school, I slept every day. I didn't pay any attention. Because I didn't care. I had more important things to worry about. We're not going to mention those. But I basically, I basically didn't care about anything I was being taught. I cared about all the things that I was doing outside of school. That had much more importance to me than actually sitting through a class for 50-55 minutes long and listening to someone blabber about something that at the time I didn't care about. As a matter of fact, I was my senior year of high school. I got put in a fresh AP Human Geography because I didn't I didn't sign up for my electives because it wasn't that important to me. So they put me in there, and it was me and thirteen or fourteen freshmen. Now I'm a senior, okay. And the school put me in there just because it was one of the few spots that were left open. I never went to class. I never showed up to that class. Never. I failed it. And I remember on 9-11, it was my senior, 9-11 was my senior year. I'm obviously not in class. Me and some buddies were, we're skipping first, second period, you know, smoking weed. 
and I show we show up and I remember uh, the lady when we were checking in she told us about what happened get into the classroom and to be the smart ass that I was um, and obviously being stoned out of my mind I made the comment probably an inside job and I remember that everybody looking at me like, how could you say that? Some laughed, some, uh, you know, were, thought that was the worst thing someone could have ever said. It turns out I'm probably right. And I had no idea at the time. But I often say now, I'm so glad I didn't care about, I didn't pay attention. I'm so glad because I know people that I went to high school with, that they, you know, were the ones that were got to get the best grades, got to, you know, got to get this project done early, and man, I'll tell you what, they are the ones that are just, they can't, they, they have fallen right in line with the narrative, and everybody else is a Nazi. So I did you know, basically what I knew was, Hitler was a terrible person. The Nazis were evil. I barely, barely, barely knew what communism was. I had no clue who Mao was. And honestly, I had no, I, I didn't really know or try to know up until two years ago when the pandemic hit. And I'm thankful for that. I'm glad for that. Because I, I've always had, I've always done my own thinking. I've always done my own I've never taken anything at face value. And so for the past, I guess, two, two and a half years, I get, we're getting close to, well, we're just at two years, I believe. I have, I have just dove headfirst into everything that is going on. Why is it happening? Um, has this kind of stuff happened before? And what I've learned is is priceless. It's absolutely priceless. And so to me, communism, like you hear others say, it's an absolute religion. These people, they live and they die by it. They breathe it. They sleep it. They eat it. Their day, down to the millisecond, is consumed with communism. And carrying out... The propaganda, the messages, doing what's right by the regime. And nothing stops them. Why? Because it's all about gaining complete power. Having power over everything in our lives. Having power over things that we don't even think about. We've never thought of. We couldn't even, we're not, we're not creative or smart enough to think of some of the stuff that they want power of. And those are the things that they will use to get power. So how do they get power? Well, they they get power by... They plant seeds. They plant seeds of being a victim. They plant seeds of, you know, we're going to help you. We're going to help you voice your opinion. We're going to help you uh, 
We're going to do whatever we can do. We're going to help you. We're going to be there for you. But you've got to support the cause. Without even knowing. So they plant these seeds all over the place. And you slowly see them start to come to fruition. Through the activist groups. However they cover. However they, you know, disguise it. And make it sound like it's for a good cause. So then that causes division. It causes confusion. Because that's what they, they want to create confusion. They want to create division. And this, and then it ultimately creates destruction. They want destruction. They want to destroy everything. They want to destroy everything so they can come in, clean up the mess, and now they did that for you. You've got to submit to the state. You've got to submit to the state because they came in and they cleaned up the mess. All the destruction taking place, they came in and they cleaned it up. And these globalists, these global elites, it's communism. They're communists too. Because when communism originated... It was meant for a worldwide thing. It was it, 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 they wanted to spread it, and they wanted to be the worldwide religion. And so you've got a situation where that we've been in is that they've created. I mean, you you see you see a divide everywhere. There's division. In every area of your life, because they're in every single institution. But they create divide also by getting people to bend the knee, to apologize, to say they're sorry. And that's why the Joe Rogan apology, it's so depressing. Because not only... Did he apologize? But now it's created a division. Not just amongst him and others. But the people who spoke publicly. Supporting him. Just turning. Just turning a blind eye to the fact that. He apologized. They don't. It's not that. They don't even mention that. But it's the fact that. They're accusing him of being a racist. And that's not right that they're censoring him. And these people know good and well that he should have never apologized. The communists now, they know for every, they know, obviously they know, they, they got Joe Rogan to bend the knee. So they, they now have power over him. They control him. And he'll never admit that. And his posse won't ever admit that. And they sure as hell won't admit that the communists have power or they know that they will get power because they can get to everyone who came out in support of him. They know they can and they will. Because nothing stops them. Nothing stops them. 
See, they want to turn you. They want to reprogram you. They want to re-educate you. They want to reorganize your personality. They want you to hate what you value most. They want you to, whatever you value, whatever you hold near and dear to your heart, whatever you're committed to, your family, your religion, they want to turn that and they want you to hate that. They want you to hate your family. They want you to hate your religion. They want you to hate what your own values. They want to change that. And how do they do that? Well, they get you to they get you to apologize. They get you to say you were wrong. Through multiple, multiple methods. Think about it. 1949 and 
they'd have these things called black masses and just some things that these black masses consumed of was taking their subjects heads and submersing them in human feces to the point that they were going to drown and then when they were about to drown they'd pull their head back out for just a couple seconds so they could get some air and then they'd shove them back into feces again and they'd repeat this to the point where the subject, the person that was being tortured, they would throw, they would they would bomb it, and then they would make that person eat their own vomit, lick up that own vomit to clean it up, or someone else, or an, or another or another uh, subject. They'd make them eat up. They would make them eat someone else's vomit. Or they would put feces on one of the subject's penises. And they would have someone else lick it off. They would beat them to extremes that I can't even describe. And then the, they would be covered in blood by the time it was over. They would perform sadistic rituals where these people would, you know, why they're being tortured. You know, they're being read all kinds of sadistic garbage. Or, while they're being tortured, there would be someone reading passages from a Bible. It was so bad that you wanted to commit suicide. That you wanted to kill yourself. But they wouldn't let you. They would have your head submersed in, in the in the feces and what other stuff they would do that do that with. And they would bring them up right as they were about to just drown or suffocate to death. They would put they would put, you know, uh, the stairwells. There was there there were people that, you know, I, they, there was one known uh, prisoner that, you know, they jumped from a flight of stairs, and when he hit the cement, you know, he hit the cement ground, that killed him. So they put, you know, liners or whatever in between um, each stairwell. So they couldn't hit the bottom. They couldn't jump. They wouldn't hit the bottom. Now there were there were prisoners that they just got beat so badly, and they were tortured so badly that they did die. But the the goal wasn't to kill them. But what they wanted to do was they wanted to get them to that very moment where you're about to take your last breath here on Earth and change your values, change what you love the most, and get you to hate it, they would take you to that very moment, and then they'd let you live, to see if they could get you to change what you value, and what you hold near and dear to your heart, and it worked.
it worked with a lot of the prisoners that came through there. You know, prisoners such as Romanian Romanian students, Catholic students were brought there who were considered to be the most devout Catholics at these schools and universities where these students attended. Those were the kind of prisoners that were being taken there, used as subjects, used as experiments. And, and it worked on most of them because what happens is the prisoners, the subjects, you go from being the one that's getting tortured to become the torturers. That's how they did it. So they would flip you. They would they would change your values. They would change you. They would they would reorganize your personality and they would get you to hate your family and to hate your values and to hate your religion. And then you became one of the torturers. So it's not like that these were hired prison guards that were doing these tortures because I don't think anyone in their right mind a bad person or a good person would just be okay with doing the things that they were doing. You have to reprogram someone. You have to re-educate them. You have to reorganize their personality. You have to change what they value to do those kind of things to other human beings. And that's a very, very elementary version of what took place, what took, what actually happened at the Pateshi prison. I highly recommend reading the book The Anti-Humans by Burak. The Martyr Made podcast called The Anti-Humans. I highly recommend listening to that. Because Daryl Cooper goes into debt. He does such a... It's a four, it's four hours long. And you wish it was eight hours long. But it's extremely, extremely graphic, so know that going in. But it's one of the best history, it's probably the best history lesson I've ever, I've ever been taught. And it uncovers, in the book The Anti, it uncovers, and it makes sense why hardly anybody knows about the Potessi prison. Because of what took place inside of there. So, the communists don't stop. They will do anything to gain power. And I don't say control. Because they don't want... I mean, control falls under the umbrella of power. If you have a hierarchy of levels of influence on others... Power is at the very top. And so... They will do anything... And not think twice about it... To get you to submit... 
to the regime, to get you to bend the knee. And some are extremely easy. Some, all you have to do is say, hey, there's a virus out there, we need you to put a mask on, and you do it like that. Sure thing, daddy. And then you've got some where you got to dig a little deeper. You've got you've got to, uh, you know, clip film small clips of different podcasts and that say the N-word over and over again. Even with no context of how you're saying it. So you gotta, you got to throw smear pieces out there like that to get them to say, I'm sorry, Daddy. Some people resist. Some people just give in right away. And then you have others, like myself. I won't give in. I won't bend the knee to anyone in government. I will not trust anyone in government. Because I don't care. You are not going to change what my beliefs are. Period. It's not happening. And I feel like there are others out there that feel the same way as I do. And that's comforting to know. And then you've got others out there that are just completely oblivious to what's going on. The shock factor is just too much for them. They're still dumbfounded. And they can't understand why the Democrats are doing what they're doing. Or the Justin Trudeau's. They can't understand why they're doing it. They don't care. That's the first thing you got to do. They don't care. These people that you're accusing of doing, they don't care. And at the same time, they have flipped you and you've become what you accuse them of being. And do I disagree with what these conservatives are complaining about? No, I don't. But what's frustrating is is you can't get them to look past it and you can't get them to understand that they've become the enemy just in a different way. You're spitting a different message. And that's every bit as toxic and destructive as what the communists are doing. Because it just prolongs everything. It, pro- it prolongs everything. They don't... They don't care. They know what they're doing. They know that you know what they're doing. And it's not stopping them. It's fueling them. You see, communism to me is like a cancer. It is a cancer. Cancer can go into remission. And come back. And that's what... That's what communism does. You know, when the Soviet Union ended... Communist, it went away. You, it, it went away for a period of time. Now, now, going away is probably not the correct thing to say, but it went into hiding, maybe. But it was still working in areas that we never thought, you know, that we never thought of. And when it comes back into the light, it picks right up where it left off, even stronger. It adapts to the times. Because all this stuff has, has been done before. The tactics. How they implement different institutions. 
how they spread their message. But the branding's different because of the times. And the more that we've, the people that are supposedly on the right, on our side, until we can get a large majority to understand that these people don't care or to go out and put in funny memes on Twitter or Gab is pointless. I don't I don't I don't think there's much hope. Or to quit making knee jerk reactions and decisions because that's what we do. And that kind of stuff all feeds into the communist agenda. They understand the long game a whole hell of a lot better than we do. And we're reaching the point that the destruction on another level, worse than what took place in Portland, in Seattle, in New York, where you had Antifa and Black Lives Matter just torching cities, the time's about to come where the destruction and the violence, it, it, it's going to, uh, it's going to exceed that. And it's going to be interesting when this trucker rally gets to D.C. Because D.C. and these communists, they're already setting the tone. They're already painting the picture. They've, they're getting ready to deploy the National Guard to D.C. into these different checkpoints for this trucker rally. And you're going to have two groups of people that hate each other, that hate each other's values. You got one group that they're not ready to get violent, and they're going to rally for freedom. And you've got another group, they want the violence. They can't wait, they hope it happens, because they've got to create that destruction. They need to destroy. And I hope to God I'm wrong, I hope to God this doesn't happen, but... We need to be more aware of and be ready for what's going to take place when these truckers arrive to D.C. Because it could get ugly. It could get ugly quickly. I don't think the way they're protesting and they're going about this is the correct way. I don't necessarily have an alternative either, and I'm trying to think of one. I've been trying to think of one. Right now, the best is do nothing, stay home if you're gonna if you're gonna protest, go on strike. But to gather and to turn it into one big parade, and you're not carrying any kind of weapons to protect yourself, I don't think that's the way to do it. Because it's turned into a parade. It's turned into a pep rally. The cause, I, 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 I support the meaning, the intent behind it, the cause of what they're trying to accomplish. But it's not the smart way to go about it. And I think all these Rand Paul types and Ted Cruz types that have come out and said that they hope they come to America and they clog the streets and do what they're doing in Canada, which is which they're going to do. I think I think they see I think they have another agenda. They want it for another reason because I don't trust them either. I think they're I think they're one of the bad guys. 
I get honored for being spineless cowards, but they're one of the best. They're one. They're not on our side. So, I kind of went in a few different directions. Read the book, The Anti-Humans. I think it's. I think everyone needs to read it to see another perspective of human torture and to put things in light you know in terms of like slave like what the, what slaves went through is nothing compared to you know what these people potentially went through and after you get on reading it suggest it to a friend or someone else who hasn't read it cuz there's a lot of stuff out there that I've learned that I've learned because I didn't know about it. I had no idea it existed or those kind of things ever happened. That have really opened my eyes. And to make sense of a lot of what's going on today. And to make me believe that Donald Trump isn't the answer for this country. And there's no politician that is the answer for this country. Because they're all serving, they're all serving a master who has complete power over everything. And I believe that master is uh, Charles Klob, or however you say his last name. See, those are the things I, I've got to get better with knowing the names and knowing certain terminology. Because I do like that. So I've got to get better with certain things. But they're all serving. A higher master. The same one Trudeau is. Is, uh, is serving. And this is a story for another day. But I do think there's one world leader out there. That's not serving that master. And I do think that is Vladimir Putin. Maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow. But the media and the smears and the image that they've that they want everyone to believe about Vladimir Putin, it is not true. And has he done some things that you know are probably mean? Well, sure, yeah. Does he have, you know, has he probably uh, taken care of a few people that are against his country? Yeah. But see, even the ones that. You know, you people think he's either a dictator. He's some aw, he, you know, he's some awful human being that just wants to be a monster. Or there's some people that just think he's mean. But you know what? Vladimir Putin, he loves Russia. He loves the citizens in his country. And every single citizen in his country, they know that he's going to protect them and they feel safe. So if we look at it from the point of view of a Russian and not an American or Canadian or whoever, when you look at it as if you live in Russia and you're a Russian citizen, you feel safe and you feel protected. All this meanness stuff, people got to get thicker skin. But anyways, I'm not going to ramble on about that because I'm going to save that for another day. I've rambled on long enough. 
I hope you enjoy this. I hope you read the Pateshi. Uh, I hope you read the anti-humans on the Pateshi prison.